Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. This is Marshall Fant. Welcome back to GFA's podcast, ReChurch. And today we're talking really to pastors and and men laboring in the ministry. And this is another podcast that was one of the, you asked for it, so somebody wrote in. And the question was this, can you please address how to handle the grind of the ministry? And I've asked two uh, different uh, other pastors to be with us. And so we kind of got a multi-generational uh, panel here this morning on purpose. So uh, Tegan, introduce yourself and where you pastor. My name is Tegan Jose, and I pastor Heritage Baptist Church in Dover, New Hampshire. Been here for uh, just about 14 years. All right, and Tegan, uh, for the audience sake, so this generational thing, how old are you? I am 47 years old. And you've been in the ministry how many years? Uh, just about 21. Great. Okay. Okay. Then we got, uh, my middle son, Joe, Joe, introduce yourself. You've been on one podcast with us, but not on video. Okay. It wouldn't let me on video last time, but, uh, <laughs> zoom has this new touch up feature for your skin. So they said I could be on the video this time, but, um, yeah, uh, my name is Joe Fant. I'm the uh, senior pastor of community Baptist church in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, been here about three and a half years, actually coming up on the four-year anniversary of the um, the phone call that kind of started the process of uh, us being here at Community. Um, I've, uh, I've the church was without a pastor for five years before I got here, and so um, had the I've had the opportunity to um, see God do a work of healing and uh, see the word work in people's hearts and give all of us a new desire to see people saved and discipled in the ministry. Uh, I'm only uh, 34 years old. This is my first pastorate. Uh, I served as a youth pastor in Indianapolis for several years, but senior pastor, this is my first pastorate. All right, great. So that's kind of the background, and I'm 66, so I'm the old guy. But so the topic the topic would be, okay, so the challenges in, in 1 Timothy 3.1, um, it says, this is a faithful saying that if a man desires the office of bishop overseer, and uh, as a pastor or overseer, there's a lot of things we are required to do. And as our reader or as our listener to the podcast wrote in about the ministry being a grind, what I've asked Tegan and, and Joseph and myself to do would be kind of identify with different generations which apps help us to be most effective in our overall ministry. I kind of, de- I kind of describe the ministry of a pastor as a three-legged stool. You know, one leg would be our, our study and prayer time, the time we have to do to prepare to feed the sheep. Another leg would be the administration uh, of the church and communication. The other leg would be our, our personal outreach, whether it be counseling, evangelism, uh, visitation, care time. Um, so those three legs have all got to work together. And so the question is, I asked Tegan and Joe, um, okay, so name two or three apps that, uh, and, and tell if it's, it's your phone, tablet, computer, all together, that you have found most um, effective or, or, or to help you be most effective in ministry. 
so Tegan, just tell us the app and what you use it on, and we'll, we'll all talk through it, and we'll go back and forth on it. So Tegan, kick us off on this. Uh, I have to start by saying when I was asked about this, I kind of chuckled because I am not <laughs> the most techie person in the world. In fact, uh, I have two kids, uh, twins, 17 years old, boy and a girl, and my son especially is the techier yeah. of the two, and he's been after me for a while dad, you need a new iPad. <laughs> and, uh, mine is ancient and I know that. Um, but I still use it. Basically one app that I use on that, the primary app that I use on that is the Kindle reader. I know that's very basic and probably no, outdated no, no. for a yeah. lot of people, no. but I use that to preach from. Uh, so I, I type out my sermons and I send it to my Kindle reader and that's what I use uh, pretty much every Sunday to preach from. And it, it works for me. I know other guys use other apps to preach from. But uh, All right, that was... So you're saying in the pulpit, you take your iPad to the pulpit. All right, so Tegan, what would be some advantages you have found of using the Kindle Reader in the pulpit versus, um, the? you know, I still use the notebook with paper. So what, what, tell us why and how you found it helping you. Um, may, mainly just logistical stuff. It's less clunky for me. Okay. Uh, it, everything is very compact. Um, I can make little notes and changes still on it if I want to, uh, rather than paper, just a practical thing. It saves paper. Okay. And from an office standpoint, it just was saving a bunch of pages of, of notes each week. Yeah. Um, all right. So let me ask yeah, you this. Think, when, when it's on your Kindle, then is it saved electronically? Yes, sir. All right. So if I ask you to come preach in our church, um, maybe a message you'd preached two years ago, is it saved electronically so you would have access to it wherever you go? Yes, unless I delete them from that app okay. or from the Amazon Kindle portion of that, then they will stay on there for as long as I want. All right. So this app, it's, it's an Amazon app on your iPad. Now, mm -hmm. you, do you use a desktop to create your sermons? Laptop, yes. Laptop, okay. So you send it from your laptop to the app. Now, tell me, yes, when, when you say you're making notes, again, I'm, I'm not familiar with the Kindle. <clears throat> I use uh, another app on my iPad. But when you're making notes on your sermon and it's appearing on your screen, are those notes you're making on the screen? Is the screen sensitive to that by pencil, or, or are you just typing that in? How are you doing those notes? Well, if I had a newer iPad, <laughs> okay. then I, I could use the Apple Pencil as well, yeah. and that would be wicked easy uh, to, to use a New England euphemism there, but um, I, it's, it's really manually typing it in okay. uh, as, a, as a note on the Kindle app. But if I had the Pencil, the newer iPads would be a lot simpler. Okay. Any, any, um, anything else about that Kindle? So if somebody, <clears throat> if, if I was saying, okay, Tegan, what um, – Tell me one more reason I need to convert to this. Is it, is it, um, can you think of any other reason there? Well, the thing that you mentioned is also good. And whether it's the Kindle reader or whatever other kind of app to preach from, I don't know how others work, but the portability in, in yeah. case you get called on, like for instance, this last Sunday <clears throat> I was uh, sick. I'm actually getting over being sick and I wasn't uh -huh. able to preach on Sunday, but we had a friend in town who is a pastor and I don't know if he did this or not, but I'm thinking if I were ever in that situation and I had my iPad, I could very easily bring up a, a message that I preached at any time the last few years 
and be able to preach really with very little lead time because all my notes are right there. Okay. So now, that would be a great advantage. To yeah, that. it would be. All right. So let me ask you more questions. So as you're preaching, is your, are you using like a paper and leather Bible or you, do you have the, the message? Do you have the scripture on the Kindle as well? I have my Bible and I make a note to, to always have my physical Bible there. Part of that is a teaching mechanism. I want to teach my people. You need to bring your scriptures. Tablets and phones are nice to study from and they can be helpful tools but in my mind, nothing replaces the, the physical scriptures themselves. Now, I might type in some of the scriptures in my right, notes as well. Yeah. But when I'm reading the scripture publicly, I'm reading from my Bible, okay. and I, I refer to that. So when you preach in Sunday, you're taking your, your leather or your printed scriptures to the pulpit with your iPad that has your Kindle app on it. Okay. Yes, sir. All right, and let me say this for our listeners. Uh, Tagans and Joe's and my email addresses will be in the show notes. So if you got a question uh, to follow up with, with Tegan or Joe and myself, you can, you can do that. All right, that's helpful. All right, Joe, give me your, uh, let's talk about your first app or one of your favorite apps. So um, I've kind of been around the gamut on this. I heard a long time ago that um, before you're 30, every new piece of technology is uh, just the most wonderful thing in the world. Before you turn 18, it's part of your life. You can't imagine life without it from 18 to 30. Uh, it's life changing. It's the most incredible thing. And everybody needs, everybody needs to have it in all their lives. And then after you turn 30, every technology is suspect. (laughs) And, uh, and I've found that, uh, in my life. So, um, I've actually gone full circle on this when I was, uh, preaching as a youth pastor and at the wilds, everything was electronic. And, uh, I did all my notes, all my sermon prep on the computer. Um, I, I did all of my, um, my journaling, my, my mind maps, my thought dumps, whatever you want to call it, all of that on the computer as well. And, um, and then when I came here to be a senior pastor, um, I kind of went through this, uh, kind of journey of, um, growing in my use of technology, because I realized that, um, rather than using technology, technology was starting to use me. And I was uh, becoming anxious in certain ways. And um, anyway, so long story short, I, I, mean, I don't um, you went felt through too, a process. You felt too connected? Is that I mean too much? Yeah, I think, um, I think I felt too connected is a good way to put it. I think I could never let go because it was always there in front of me. And, um, and I could never just leave it. It's one of the reasons why I was just explaining, uh, and I don't know if you call that our show prep or our pre-show notes or whatever before the recording started, but um, I've gone to a desktop rather than a laptop. And uh, I take my iPad home for certain reasons, but uh, I can actually leave my computer at work now, uh, okay. which is a good thing for me. Um, and so I went through this about probably about a year and a half, two years ago, kind of went through a detox and um, I got rid of my uh, wearable technology. I had Apple watch at that point, got rid of that. Um, I, I kind of purged myself. I got off social media. And at that point I went back to a paper and pen uh, for almost everything. I used to use an app that I, if, if, if people, and by the way, I'm not saying anybody should do this. I needed to do it because I couldn't handle the immersive nature of technology. And so I'm not recommending that everybody needs to do this. No, so Um, let's say, so when you go home, you have four children. That's exactly right. So what I'm saying, when you walk into that environment, okay. I just want to set that context. Yeah. 
Yeah, we have four young kids. I was walking in, and I was always connected. I couldn't unplug and be with the kids. Our oldest okay. is nine, nine, seven, five, and three, all the way down. And so I was constantly distracted. And so I went through that purge, went back to a normal watch, went back to um, <clears throat> paper and pen. But at the time, if if people are using to do lists and stuff, I was using an app called Todoist, which was uh, which is really nice. It's cheap. I get the premium version, which is like forty bucks a year, I think, thirty yeah. bucks a year. Okay. It integrates with your iPhone, your iPad, your browser, cross-platform. It's really, it's a really good program. You can do apps. You can do tasks, subtasks, notes, all that kind of stuff. Um, but why I went away, I went back to a Moleskine notebook. That's kind of my brain that I write everything down in. I do physical to-do lists with, with a pen and paper. Um, I do all my sermon prep now by hand uh, with a fountain pen and with a, with a notebook. Um, and I found that I, now I still type up my sermon on my computer, my manuscript every week. Um, but when I'm, um, if I, if I do all my sermon prep by hand, I found that I don't have to reference my notes when I manuscript versus if I do it on a computer, um, I have to go back and actually reference those notes a lot and copy and paste and pull it in. But when I do it, when I take the time to do it by hand, um, it, uh, what it does is it, I think it gets in my brain better and I can meditate on it. And I can, I can think about it more. And so I found that to be helpful, but. All right. So you found more, the, you found yourself more effective yeah. doing it this way. Okay. Yeah. Because I think, um, so one of the things that set me on this path was that <clears throat> Jonathan Edwards got a lot, I mean, a ton of stuff done in his life. He wrote books, he pastored. I mean, he just got an amazing amount of stuff done. And he only lived uh, to be, I think it was 54 years old is when he died. And uh, every day he sat down at a desk with pen and paper and that was it. Right. And there was a lot of questions of, okay, how did he get so much done? And one of the conclusions that an author drew from that was that maybe he got so much done because that's all he had at his desk. He didn't have a phone, didn't have a, didn't have an iPad, didn't have a computer, didn't have stuff dinging and going off all the time, which is why I got rid of my Apple watches because it was always notifying me. Um, and so I'd be sitting in a counseling session and I'd get a text and you could hear my watch vibrate or, you know, and it yeah, was just obvious yeah, that I was sure. being interrupted. So, um, so I went, you know, I kind of went away from all that stuff, not saying that that's the right thing to do just for me. That's what worked, but I've still maintained a couple things that help my week. Um, and I kind of broke it down into three different sections. I use my phone. I have an iPhone. I use my desktop computer and then I use an iPad and for each one of those, I have a couple apps. And so uh, let's just start with my, my computer, yeah. um, like Tegan did. Um, so on my computer, the main two apps that I use are Logos. I'm highly invested in Logos. Um, if I want to read a book, I buy a paper book. But with all my commentaries that I want to index and search and reference um, for any sermon series I'm doing or for any I'm doing for seminary, I always get it on Logos so that I can search it. And so I uh, make the investment to keep that up to date. Um, I don't have the biggest library out there, but I always right. do the updates every time they come out with a new operating system. Uh, I don't necessarily use all their tools, but but that app has been um, just huge for me. I don't, I don't really utilize the iPad version as much. I do sometimes in my reading, right. um, especially if I'm reading commentaries, they've got an app called uh, faith life eBooks where you can pull up your commentaries or you can do it in a logos app and sit there and read them like you would on a Kindle. Okay. Not quite as smooth, you know, but, uh, but I use my logos all the time. So your number one go-to would be logos on your, on your computer at the office now. Now, yeah, I should yeah. let me ask you a question. Tegan, I want you to also comment on what your uh, Bible Works program you would use 
Uh, now, does does your church help pay for some of the software you're using, Joe? Um, yeah, so I have an education fund that okay. I can use towards seminary, towards books. Um, it doesn't count, uh, like in other words, I'll have specific funds that are set aside for sermon series that I do. Right. That if I'm doing a sermon series that are set aside to say, let's get, you know, so many commentaries or so many resources to help this series, because it's going to be the next year and a half, two year series, whatever it be. Um, but for my education fund, that all comes out of, it's all kind of packaged right. together. So yeah. if you're a deacon or treasurer listening to this, I want to just plug, make sure your pastor has some funds for that. Tegan, what is your Bible works program you use the most? I also use Logos. Wow. So I'm the odd guy out. I use Accordance, huh? So I am, uh, of course, I'm the old guy, right? So I started with a Mac and it came out for the Mac. So you well, agree? I think Accordance, uh, I think Accordance has a different purpose. Uh, I know Marshall, my brother, uses Accordance uh, because he's more into the, um, he interacts with the languages a whole lot more. I don't have the, um, the advanced training that he has in languages. I also don't have the brain that he has for the languages. And so for, for me, Logos is a whole lot more intuitive versus I think accordance, not to toot your horn a little bit, but accordance usually is for professors and for people who are smarter more in the academic atmosphere than Logos is. All right. So let me just comment on this. I'm 66, right? So I'm the old guy in the room. All right, my theory on technology is I find someone that can help me. So if either Joe has it or Marshall has it. So one of my sons has to have the technology I use or I don't buy it. Okay, so I'm just saying for someone my age, and in fact, we're on vacation. um, Two years ago or or three years ago, our whole family went, and Marshall taught me one when to talk about would be OneNote. And this past Mm -hmm. year, I got to look at Joe's new iPad. So there needs to be a way for us older people to be um, have someone that is using an app uh, to explain it. Okay, so uh, Tegan and, and Joe both use um, Logos. So if if our, our listeners want to, a practical side of that, that's two general two different generations using that app. So Tegan, you found it pretty helpful as well. Yes, sir. And I actually just got mine. Uh, It's been about a year, year and a half ago, as I was entering into some furthering education, I thought I should probably bite the bullet and get this. And it has proven to be a very helpful tool. I'm still learning it. There's a lot that you could do with it that I'm probably not, but it has been very helpful in sermon preparation and studying very much so. Okay. So again, if you're some, maybe somebody my age and you want to jump into that, uh, you can email Tegan or Joe, and, and they can help you. All right, so, uh, Joe, anything else on that? I kind of cut you off and kind of went. Um, I don't think so. I think um, what I found in just in the concept of technology in general, and, and Tegan mentioned this a little bit, but technology is not the answer to things. I think people think, oh, if I just had an app to make this easier, right. my life would be better. But part of technology is a learning curve of learning how to use it. And what I found is that um, if you're going to have something like Logos, you have to commit to it and you have to say, okay, this is what I'm going to use. I'm going to commit to it for two or three months. I'm going to learn how to use it. If, if there's somebody who wants to start using Logos, what I would recommend is to actually go to a Logos training seminar. Yeah. Um, I know it's an investment, but to go and to sit for a day or two days and have somebody teach you how to use it right. and then commit to using it for uh, one or two months just to say, okay, I'm going to do eight sermons, nine sermons, 10 sermons with this to see if this is something that benefits me. Because I think there's kind of this concept in pastoring that the more tech I use, the cooler I am, the better pastor I am. And somehow if I can 
use all this technology, maybe more people will get saved and I'll be a better pastor. And I just don't think that's the, uh, I don't think that's the key. I think the key is to say, okay, does this help me? Is this something that's going to benefit? And I've been using, I've been using Logos now for uh, 10 years. I started with uh, Logos. uh, I think Logos four or Logos three was my original um, platform and then just built up from there. And so it's intuitive for me now. I use it almost every day. Okay. Uh, but it's, and that's why I think it's my main platform. Sure. Sure. And let me say this. I, I meant to say in the meeting, one of the notes I made is I, I think we all and, and Tegan and Joe and I are all different, again, different generations, but we know how we work well. And again, the whole yeah. thing of this is to be the most effective overseer we can be because yeah. God's requiring this of us. So find apps that help you do what you do well, instead of mm-hmm. you, like Joe said, just don't be, don't, my recommendation, don't just go buy an app to be cool with that app. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. find well, here's if- an illustration of one that actually makes, makes my pastoring better. Okay. So for my iPad, um, I have an app called good notes okay. and good notes is the highest rated handwriting app out there. I do a lot of handwriting. Um, but what I do is on Sunday nights, we're uh, teaching inductively through the book of James. So I will uh, screencast it up on the PowerPoint screen and um, will actually draw and, and kind of do sermon prep in front of the congregation for okay. 35, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, on your iPad. And, uh, on the iPad. Broadcast yeah. on a screen, right? So yeah. everybody's yeah. seeing it. Okay. And then balanced with that is I'm not the only one. There are several men in our church who were tag teaming through this. They don't use the screen. I do. Okay. And it shows, it shows people that we can do either one, but that actually has really assisted in shepherding that way to have people see how to do that. Yeah. Okay. Tegan, what's another one with you? Um, let me piggyback on something that. Sure. Oh yeah. Keep going. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think, you know, I'm in that kind of middle even the three of us, that middle age, right. so to speak. And the, I was seeing a lot of young guys with the cool technology <laughs> and all the stuff. I thought, wow, that's really neat. And, and, and yet there's a part of me that I love books. I love the smell of books. I love to have them open in front of me to highlight and write down thoughts. One thing that I've found, and I think Joe mentioned this as well is apps or technology, they're helpful, but they're just tools. Yeah. They, they make, they can make great servants, but terrible masters. And, you know, we, we can all fall prey to that in one sense or another. And I think if we keep that kind of framework in mind, whether you're pastors or not, technology can be nice, but it's just a tool Okay, and it, it can gain uh, too much time. You, before um, you, before you go to your next app, let me go back to Joe on one thing. So Joe, I yeah. asked Tegan about when he enters the pulpit, you know mm-hmm. he's got his um, he's got his Kindle reader he's doing from. Um, I, I've seen you preach. I think you still use a Bible, right? Leather. I mean print. I always preach from the Bible. Yes. <laughs> okay, you got me on that one. All right. So, uh, but when you enter the pulpit, are you using a printout uh, that you manuscript on your computer? Is that what you're using as your notes yeah. or beside the Bible? What do you have there? Yeah, so probably uh, three, four years ago, um, Marshall gave me a template that he uses for Microsoft right, Word. So Marshall's I adjusted your brother. It. Marshall's my brother, yeah. yeah. And, and I adjusted it and changed it and put it into Apple Pages. I use Apple Pages and Keynote because I go yeah. back and forth from my iPad and my computer, and it's the most seamless. But um, 
Yeah. So I do, um, I, when I sit down to manuscript, that's what I do all Friday morning is I write and rewrite my sermon and manuscript it. And, um, and then I will print it out half pages. I've got a whole process that I do and yeah. print it out half pages. And I take that manuscript up to the pulpit with me, but everything's color coded and a box and formatted so that I don't preach from manuscripts. So I can look down and know where I am. Right. But, okay. um, there, and I do that for a certain reason. I used to preach from my iPad and I, um, Again, I um I really respect guys who can do that. Uh, I have, for some reason, I have uh, this fear that my battery is always going to die. Is another reason <laughs> why I went away from a watch that yeah. I had to have to charge every day, every two days. Um, I, a friend of mine was preaching at camp and stood up in the pulpit, and he yeah. opened his iPad, and the whole thing died right in front of him. Yeah. And yeah. um and it was an older, 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 older version. It wasn't a newer version. Right. Um, but ever since that happened, when I go up to preach on my iPad, I have this nagging fear and it was distracting to me. <laughs> and it took me a while to be humble enough to say, you know, I'm not to the point where I can cast that anxiety on the Lord yet. <laughs> and so, uh, so I am, I'm going to go back to, to, to paper. Okay. So I carry yeah my, my leather bound Bible, my I have a very specific Bible that I preach from. Yeah. And then, um, I have a leather, a black leather three ring binder. Yeah. That's uh, that's actually soft covered. And at first glance, it looks like a Bible. And so if I do weddings and funerals, I actually just carry that with me. Right. And it looks like a little small Bible, but it's a three ring binder that's leather with a soft front and back. And I have a whole process on Sunday mornings yeah. where I format it, print it out. And then I take a pen and I mark things up before I go up on the uh, on the on the uh, platform of the pulpit. All right. So let's say that wherever you work best. Okay. And we said that again, yeah, exactly. to be the most effective overseer that mm-hmm. you are as pastoring or preaching or counseling or, you know, on visit, whatever this, so this is the purpose of the podcast, but you've got to mm-hmm. figure out what works for you in your comfort zone where the technology can make you a little more effective. All right. And if I go somewhere else to preach, sometimes I'll preach from my iPad because yeah. I've got yeah. it all there. Right. Like um, Tegan said. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I don't have a problem with doing that at all. Right. I just, on a week to week basis, I since I have the benefit of sitting at my own desk early Sunday morning and, yeah. and working through it, that's what I do. Okay. I tell you what, let's, let's do this. I want to give my, my favorite app. Okay. From my generation. And then we go on. Um, in this podcasting record, we're going to keep recording. We're going to do a second podcast because this is great. And I appreciate your input. So, all right. So in my world, okay, again, I'm 66. So I kind of think of apps. I got to think of, okay, what is this replacing from my world? So in, in, in my, in my day, the word daytimer meant so much as far as administration. All right. Now, uh, daytimer has more or less come and gone. They had their time, but I had to come up. Is there an app that can work better? And what I use as far as tasks and projects, okay, so this will be on the administrative side in order to help me be effective so I can have time to preach and then uh, do my shepherding ministry. I use an app called Things. I think, Joni, you used a different one, but Things came from a book called Get Things Done. And, and so it's originally made for the apps. I use it on my iPad, my phone, and my computer and it's a task list. I can tag it in my world, in the daytime world. You put a tag on. So A is what's got to be done this week. My tag of B is for this month. My tag of C is for any time. And my tag of D is for somebody. I've done all I can do, but somebody's going to get back with me. So I can tag it. I can put um, finish dates on it. I can do projects. Uh, like this podcast is on my podcast project. So I sent you my notes. I put it on there. 
And, and so my world evolves around. So old men, we think daytimer, okay, think either things or – Joe, what was your task list? It's called Todoist. Todoist? It's, 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 yeah, it's not quite as, as – as uh sounds liberal not to the me. right word yeah, it sounds as liberal. detailed as yeah, things yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's no good Tegan, what is your to-do list <laughs> i either physically write down the list right. or i use just the the to-do list on my iphone okay That's so already built in the phone. Right. so again so the to me as again on the administrative side um that that's how the three of us do it and we do it differently but my i mean my my things app Again, that's T-H-I-N-G-S. My things app is open all the time. So it doesn't become a distraction. I can get things over there and let it go. And also, uh, let me say this. It, it also has a way when you finish a, a thing, uh, a, a either a project or a task, it then records your notes so you can go back and search for later on who told me that, when, and where. Uh, yeah. So that's good. Okay. Well, uh Tegan, again, thank you, and we're going to keep recording, so our listeners will go right into part two of this. Uh, Joe, thank you, and and appreciate you being on with us. And if y'all, you're good enough to stay tuned, Tegan, you can keep recording, right? Joe, keep recording. All right, all right. So thanks for tuning in to Rechurch. I appreciate GFA <coughs> Mission sponsoring uh, this podcast and all the work the Home Office does in in videoing it and also recording it. You're listening to Rechurch a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.